Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Your bite-sized daily roundup of the biggest news from the world of film. This is The Daily Reel with Van Connor. Hello and welcome to The Weekly Reel for July 26th to the 30th, 2021. This is our weekend omnibus edition for those of you who want a longer show with fewer episodes without missing any of the week's film industry and entertainment news. And what a week it was. The practice of studios diverting theatrical movies to streaming took another turn. Arnie turned 74. We finally got to see what James Gunn cooked up after getting thrown under the bus by Disney. The acclaimed Little Miss Sunshine celebrated its 15th anniversary. And we had all of this going going on. Screenwriting cousins Brian and Mark Gunn have signed on to pen the forthcoming comic book adaptation The Kaiju Score. Based on James Patrick and Rembrew's Aftershock comic series of the same name, the film will see a four-person crew of desperate career criminals attempting a dangerous and potentially lucrative art heist at the exact same time their city's being besieged by a giant thousand-ton monster. In previous interviews about the project, James Patrick described his invention as, quote, a Quentin Tarantino film taking place in some corner of a Godzilla movie. A pitch that launched a fierce bidding war for the project that Sony Pictures won back in August last year. The guns are best known for penning 2019 superhero horror feature Brightburn, which put a twist on the classic origin of Superman by turning a 12-year-old Clark Kent analogue into a monstrous villain. The kaiju score, meanwhile, is currently awaiting a production schedule. Avengers Endgame directors Joe and Anthony Russo have tipped Daniel Casey to pen their take on the iconic 70s cartoon series Battle of the Planets. The Russo brothers will produce through Abgo, their own production company, though they aren't presently attached to direct the project. A westernized adaptation of the Tatsunoko anime science ninja team Gatchaman, Battle of the Planets was an animated answer to Toei's live-action Super Sentai show, the precursor to what we now know as Power Rangers. Gatchaman followed five teen orphans trained from a young age to form an elite intergalactic team known as G-Force. From their mothership the Phoenix, with its four smaller deployable vehicles, the G-Force suits up in bird-themed superhero costumes to protect the Earth from the evil Zoltar and the armies of the planet Spectra. Writer Daniel Casey most recently penned the script for F9, the Fast Saga, with the Russo saying of their team-up, we are thrilled to be working with a collaborator of Dan's caliber on this beloved project. 
property. His passion, attention to detail and thirst for innovation will no doubt delight fans of the IP while making a thoughtful introduction for newcomers. Though the Russo brothers have been open about their desires to expand the project into a franchise across multiple media platforms, there's presently no locked-in release date for the movie that'll kick things off just yet. Battle of the Planets. The director of 2018's well-received Halloween, David Gordon Green, has clarified that his upcoming entry in the Exorcist franchise will in fact be a true sequel. The news comes after it was mistakenly reported last year that the 1973 classic, originally helmed by William Friedkin, was instead going to be rebooted. As one could imagine, what with the first film's revered status, the online response was swift and overwhelmingly aggressive. The Exorcist was a huge critical and commercial success upon its release, the iconic picture rather expectedly sporting four sequels, starting with 1977's Exorcist to The Heretic and running all the way to 2005's Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. However, unlike Green's Halloween, which ignores all of the original sequels in favour of its own continuity, his Exorcist will instead embrace them. In an update on the picture's development, Green said, The Exorcist has been written. That was one of my pandemic projects. But I like all the Exorcist movies, and not only do I like them, I think they can all fall into the acceptable mythology for what I'm doing. They're all fine to exist. This year, we'll see David Gordon Green's long-delayed Halloween Kills finally land in cinemas on the 15th of October, with the Helmer then expected to commence production on the final film in the new trilogy, Halloween Ends. As such, expect a 2022 start at the earliest for the new Exorcist, with a release date likely aiming for 2023. In the face of the enemy... <laughs> Let the enemy have no power over you. And the sound of iniquity be powerless to harm Your him. mother sucks and hell, faithless Cinephile favourite studio A24 have secured the rights to adapt sci-fi drama Parable of the Sower and have pegged time director Garrett Bradley to helm the project. The 1993 novel by Octavia E. Butler is the first of an existing duology originally planned as a trilogy which was never completed before the author's death in 2006. The story re-rose to prominence in 2020 due to its startling similarities to current events. You see, Parable of the Sower is set in the United States that's grown unstable due to climate change, growing wealth inequality, and corporate greed, and in which the quality of life for ordinary individuals drops drastically when a radical authoritarian president is elected. The book then follows African-American Lauren Olima in her quest for freedom, as she journeys north and founds a religion based on the idea that humankind's destiny is to travel beyond Earth and live on other planets. Following a stint of well-received documentaries, Parable of the Sower will be Garrett Bradley's first narrative feature film for a major studio. It's currently awaiting a production schedule. I'm an environmentalist. You, a lot of people don't understand that. I have done more environmental impact statements probably than anybody that's, I guess, I can say definitely, because I've done many, many, many of them. More than anybody that's ever been president or vice president or anything even close to president. Director of the white-knuckle Jason Statham cult classics Crank and Crank 2 High Voltage, Brian Taylor has decided to go where no director has gone before, literally by leaping into the world of NFTs. For those of you blessed with enough of a life to not need to know what NFTs are, a brief explanation, simply put, NFTs are unique digital goods that you can purchase a bill of rights to, created using a complicated algorithm called a blockchain, essentially marking a digital item as singularly yours. An NFT can be a completely original work of art or 
something as innocuous as a tweet with the first tweet ever posted selling earlier this year for $2.9 million. Again, these are digital items. You simply buy the rights to them. In light of this, Taylor has filmed an entire experimental short film with actor Christopher Maloney entitled Out! with three exclamation marks. The movie reportedly follows an abrasive Manhattan hedge fund manager who learns that an asteroid is on an imminent mass extinction collision course with the Earth. With just 42 minutes until the end of the world, he decides to tie up every loose end in his life and to go out in a blaze of glory. The short film is currently up for auction on OpenSea, one of the biggest NFT marketplaces, and will be until this Sunday. Once sold, the purchaser will own all rights and will be the feature's sole owner, choosing whether or not to release the film publicly or to keep it for themselves. A trailer for Out can be viewed on YouTube right now, but whether the full feature will ever see the light of day remains to be seen. You found me in quite an unpleasant mood this morning, mate. Now, I'm going to ask you this question one time. Who's got my f strawberry tart? It's been announced that Amazon's Everybody's Talking About Jamie will open the 39th annual LGBTQ film festival Outfest with its world premiere. The feature was pulled from a theatrical release earlier in the year due to COVID and will now be an Amazon Prime Video exclusive, but can be seen on the big screen exclusively by attendees of the festival. Outfest will be held outdoors for the first time this year, taking place at Synespia in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles. While everybody's talking about Jamie, directed by Jonathan Butterell, tells the true story of the 16-year-old English boy who wanted to become a drag queen. Outfest will run from the 13th of August until the 22nd and will feature 200 films, shorts, animations and documentaries highlighting the LGBTQ experience. Though the event will take place in person again, all films will also be made available to stream online at Outfest's website, outfest.org. Meanwhile, everybody's talking about Jamie will hit Amazon Prime on the 17th of September. You can't just be a buy and address, Jamie. A buy and address is something to be laughed at. A drag queen should be feared. Universal Pictures and its streaming service Peacock have inked a $400 million deal with Blumhouse and Morgan Creek for a forthcoming trilogy of Exorcist films. As we mentioned on Monday, David Gordon Green, the director of 2018's well-received horror revival Halloween, has penned a sequel to the 1973 classic that he's set to helm, and at least one familiar face is set for a reappearance. Oscar nominee Ellen Burstyn, who played the mother of Linda Blair's possessed child in the original, is set to return for the first time to the franchise. She'll star opposite Hamilton's Leslie Odom Jr., who'll lead the trilogy as the father of a newly possessed child who seeks out Burston's character Chris McNeil for help. The currently untitled first film in the trilogy, which has been described as a continuation of the existing franchise, will hit cinemas on the 13th of October 2023, but it's currently unclear whether or not the following two features will also see a theatrical release or be exclusive to Peacock. Meanwhile, Halloween Kills, the second of Green's Halloween trilogy, will finally slash its way onto the big screen on the 15th of October this year. You show me Reagan's double. Same face, same voice, everything. And I'd know it wasn't Reagan. I'd know in my gut. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter.
BAFTA winner Michael Ward, the breakout star of Channel 4's crime drama Top Boy, has joined the cast of Skyfall director Sam Mendes' Empire of Light. Ward, who also starred in one of Steve McQueen's small acts films for the BBC, Lovers Rock, has won the coveted male lead in the picture, which will be Mendes' first project as a solo screenwriter. Empire of Light has been described as a love story set in and around a beautiful old cinema on the south coast of England in the 1980s, and will also be led by British National Treasure and Academy Award winner Olivia Colman. Mendes will also re-team with Roger Deakins, the award-winning cinematographer with whom he crafted the critically acclaimed war drama 1917. There's no concrete release date as yet, but shooting on Empire of Light is expected to kick off in the autumn of next year. And the EE Rising Star goes to Michael Ward. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Denis Villeneuve's hotly anticipated sci-fi epic Dune will release with not one, not two, but three soundtracks later this year. The film will adapt Frank Herbert's classic novel of the same name, which sees warring houses on the far-flung planet of Arrakis fighting for control of the hallowed spice melange, a drug that grants long life and increased abilities, but is also the key to faster-than-light travel. Dune's score comes from the mind of Oscar and Grammy award-winning composer Hans Zimmer, best known for his work on the Dark Knight trilogy, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, Gladiator, and previous Villeneuve sci-fi romp Blade Runner 2049. On the soundtrack front, first up on September 3rd, the Dune Sketchbook will release, which is comprised of extended musical explorations of the film's main score. Interestingly, the Sketchbook will also be Zimmer's first soundtrack released in the format of Dolby Atmos music. September 17th, meanwhile, will see the launch of the original motion picture soundtrack, a traditional scene-by-scene score for the film. And then, on October 22nd, the same date as the film's actual release, fans will see the debut of The Art and Soul of Dune. Curiously enough, 
enough, this won't be a soundtrack for the movie, but will instead be a companion piece to the film's art book of the same name. So yeah, they're expecting this one to be big. Dune will feature an all-star cast that includes Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem, Stellan Skarsgård, and Josh Brolin. And as mentioned, we'll be releasing on the 22nd of October. Don't try your powers on me. Try looking into that place where you dare not look. You'll find me there staring back at you. You mustn't speak! Bridgerton breakout star Reggae Jean Page has landed the lead role of Paramount's feature film reboot of The Saint. Set to be Page's second project with the studio following the currently filming Dungeons and Dragons, The Saint centers around conman and thief for hire Simon Templar. A global hit in the 1960s for a then pre-bond Roger Moore, The Saint has been revived a number of times over the years and across a number of different mediums to less than spectacular results. With a 1997 feature starring Val Kilmer in the eponymous role, lambasted by critics and fans alike upon its release. This latest iteration hasn't been without a share of woes either, with Page's casting coming in the wake of another collapse, with Dexter Fletcher helming and Chris Pine in the lead. Meanwhile, Page is joined on the project by onboarding playwright and actor Kwame Kwayama, who will pen a new draft of the screenplay with a reported emphasis on an action thriller tone. Lorenzo de Bonaventura and Brad Cravoy are set to produce alongside their star, with Hollywood royalty Robert the Kid Evans also set to receive a posthumous producing credit. However, no production schedule is known as yet. The CEO of IMAX has blamed the Walt Disney Company's cannibalization of Marvel's Black Widow for the film's underperformance at the box office. Specifically, IMAX boss Rich Gelfond posited that he believes Disney's day-and-date distribution method, in which they release movies simultaneously in theaters and on Disney Plus's premiere access, is the reason Black Widow's box office returns dropped off by almost 70% after its opening weekend. The controversy comes as Black Widow opened strong with a combined first weekend gross of $218 million, only to stall out at $316 million worldwide three weeks later. To put that into perspective, the average gross for an MCU flick is $980 million worldwide. According to Gelfond, this is all down to Disney's release strategy, saying they used to sell the same property five times, and now they're selling it once. Continuing on, the CEO said, There's really no question in my mind that the combination of premium video on demand and a lot of piracy significantly affected the box office. Some statistics I find interesting is that F9, which is the more traditional distribution model, will gross around 700 million worldwide at the end of its run, and Black Widow will gross half of that. Gelfond noted, however, that every studio has a traditional theatrical window for its films next year, and that things seem to be set to return to normal for the big screen, something the boss of the preeminent movie technology in the world is probably fairly keen on. Meanwhile, Black Widow is still in UK cinemas and on Disney Plus Premiere Access. And on Pirate Bay for free. Why do you always do that thing? Do what? That thing you do when you're fighting. And the... Like the... This, this thing that you do when you whip your hair when you're fighting with the arm and the hair and you do like a fighting pose. It's a... Yeah. It's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. I'm not a poser. <laughs> 
Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell has signed on to star alongside Raya and the Last Dragon's Aquafina in the Heights as Anthony Ramos and Glow's Mark Maron for a brand new DreamWorks animation project. The animated action comedy will be titled The Bad Guys and will follow a crackerjack criminal crew of animal outlaws as they attempt their most challenging con yet, becoming model citizens. Also on board are Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Doug Judy, Craig Robinson, Deadpool 2's Zazie Beetz, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel alum and Family Guy's Lois Griffin, Alex Borstein, and the IT crowd's Richard Ioardi. The Bad Guys will adapt Aaron Blaby's children's books with a script by Tropic Thunder scribe Etan Cohen and Community's Hilary Winston. Also marking the feature directorial debut of Kung Fu Panda animator Pierre Parafel, The Bad Guys will be out on April 15th next year. Hey, f***ing! What? Don't say what? Dixon, when she comes in calling you a f***ing head, and don't you Shut come up! in here... You... Get over here. No. You. Get over here. All right. What? Don't, Dixon! Streaming giant Netflix have landed another high-profile win, securing the release rights to Will Smith and David Leach's Fast and Loose. Leach, the uncredited co-director of the original John Wick and the director of Deadpool 2, is set to helm the project that'll center around Smith as a man who wakes up in Tijuana with no memory. As he pieces together his past, he learns that he's been living two separate lives, one as a feared crime kingpin and the other as an undercover CIA agent, with no idea which is the true identity. The screenplay for Fast and Loose comes from the Meg writers John and Eric Hober, and Smith was attached to the project prior to its sale in February, which ignited a fierce bidding war between every major studio, though once again, the crown has gone to the big red N. There's no production schedule for the film just yet, but expect Fast and Loose to move, well, fast, now that all the deals are locked. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Just one day after the CEO of IMAX blamed the Walt Disney Company for Black Widow's underperformance at the box office, it appears the movie's star agrees, with news that Scarlett Johansson is officially suing the House of Mouse for a breach of contract. The issue arises over the fact that Disney chose to release the movie on premium video on demand, specifically via Disney Plus's premium access model, and at the same time as its traditional theatrical release. Johansson's lawsuit claims that in prioritizing growing the viewership of Disney Plus, the company failed in its commitments to her. As her lawyers explained, the actress's compensation for her ninth and final appearance as super spy Natasha Romanov was intended to, quote, largely be based on box office receipts. In other words, Johansson would only get paid to her fullest if the movie crossed certain thresholds at the box office, something that it's now exceedingly unlikely to do. The lawsuit also directly accuses the company's upper management of deliberate self-enrichment, stating, Disney's financial disclosures make clear that the very Disney executives who orchestrated this strategy will personally benefit from there and Disney's misconduct. The accusation highlights that those at the upper levels receive bonuses themselves due to the company's stock performance, which is currently tied to the streamer subscriber base. Or, as Johansson's lawsuit puts it, the message to and from Disney's top management was clear. Increase Disney Plus subscribers, never mind your contractual promises, and you will be rewarded. In a statement to Variety, Disney responded, There is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Johansson's legal team have yet to respond, but this is probably one of those that's going to drag on for a while. Meanwhile, Black Widow is in cinemas now, rated 12A. Alternatively, 20 quid on Disney+. Plus. Here's what's going to happen. Natasha, don't slouch. 
I'm not slouching. Yes, yes, you are. You're going to. I don't slouch. You're going to get the back hunch. Listen to your mouth. Oh my God! This. All right, enough. Sticking with the world of superheroes, J.K. Simmons is in talks to reprise his role as Commissioner Gordon in the forthcoming Batgirl movie. The Oscar-winning Whiplash star has technically betrayed the character twice already, in both cuts of Zack Snyder's much-maligned take on the Justice League. If the deal lands, though, he'll be starring opposite recently cast lead and In the Heights star Leslie Grace as his crime-fighting vigilante daughter, Barbara. Bad Boys for Life helmers Adil Al-Arbi and Bilal Fala will direct from a script by Birds of Prey's Christina Hodson with Batgirl aiming for a 2022 release exclusively on HBO Max. So then, there must be a nest nearby. I plotted all the sightings in Metropolis, Gotham. No pattern, I can see. The lines on the map don't converge. On land. These leap back to Braxton Island, between the two cities. Gotham Harbor. Disney's haunted mansion has found its guests, with comedian Tiffany Haddish and the Oscar-nominated Lakeith Stanfield signing on to join the theme park Spooktacular. Based on the popular Disney Parks attraction of the same name, the haunted mansion will follow an unfortunate family that moves into the long-abandoned abode. Stanfield's set to portray a widowed New Orleans tour guide, whilst Haddish is on board as a psychic hired to commune with the dead. Dear White People's Justin Simeon will be directing, with shooting set to begin in Louisiana this autumn. No release date's been set, though another of Disney's park features, Jungle Cruise, arrives in cinemas on a Disney Plus premiere access today. Look, I get it. You're upset. I shouldn't be throwing things in a place of work. Why are you making air quotes? This is a place of work. Lesson learned. How are you so understanding? And finally, upcoming fantasy feature Man and Witch has added a bevy of British talent to its cast list. Ab Fab and Shrek's two Jennifer Saunders, National Treasure Eddie Izzard, Black Books' Bill Bailey, and Game of Thrones' Podrick himself, Daniel Portman, have all joined the feature as shooting wraps up in both LA and Scotland. Man and Witch will follow a lonely goat herd, unlucky in love but kind to animals, who goes on a quest to find someone to call his own. Saunders, Izzard, and Bailey will voice a goose, sheep, and donkey respectively, and join the already cast Sean Astin as a dog. Crucially though, none of the talking animals will be computer animated. They'll all be brought to life through the magic of Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Screenwriter Greg Steinbrenner is set to play the goat herd himself, opposite a human cast that also includes Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd, the never-ending stories Tammy Stronach, and comedian Reginald D. Hunter. Man and Witch is directed by Rob Margolis and is eyeing up a release for Christmas this year. Harold, you force me to do something I really don't want to do. <gasps> Where are we? Well, hi there. Welcome to Friars Fat Boy. May I take your order? My diet is ruined. Movies new to UK cinemas this weekend include the hotly anticipated The Suicide Squad, The Most Beautiful Boy in the World, the animated sequel Spirit Untamed, The Offering, Edgar Wright's musical documentary The Sparks Brothers, and the Dwayne Johnson-led Disney adventure Jungle Cruise, which is also available to stream on Disney Plus Premier Access. While new to digital is the wartime thriller Six Minutes to Midnight. That was your weekly reel for July 26th to the 30th, 2021. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to leave us a little rating or review wherever you're listening to the show. We're always up for feedback. Keep it cinematic and we'll be back in the ticket booth come Monday. The Daily Reel is a Candy Saw production presented by Van Connor and written by Calvin Prickett. All information is correct at the time of writing and source links are in the description for each episode. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on all good podcast platforms or ask Alexa to install the Daily Reel skill for your morning flash briefing. Follow the show on social at Daily Reel Pod and we'll be back every weekday. Until then, keep it cinematic. 
drink great gin, make a difference. We handcraft our gins with only the finest botanicals and use our profits to support charities and initiatives that provide relief to struggling hospitality workers. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Visit hospitalitygin.co.uk to find out more. Hospitality Gin. Drink great gin. Make a difference.